the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. You ever hear of Willie Burns? No. William J. Burns. He's too stupid to be called William, so we're going to call him Willie Burns. We're going to call Willie Burns. He's the CIA director. CIA director. And I'm pretty aware of who Willie Burns is. Willie Burns is a profiteer of policy, an inside trading fraud of a human being scumbag. I remember Willie Burns when Donald Trump was elected. Former Deputy Secretary of State William Burns is highlighting what he says is the urgent need for a rebirth of American diplomacy. Burns served five... It's important. He served under five presidents, but he was also Hillary Clinton's calamine lotion applicator. He put it on her rash, on her inner thighs that she can't get rid of. And he was involved in every failure. The one that turned Libya into an open slave trade. Got rid of the wacky Gaddafi in his TSA costumes. In fact, this guy's been at the root of every conflict, of every failure of American foreign policy for those 30 years. Five presidents, including George W. Bush and Barack Obama, during his more than 30-year career as a U.S. diplomat. He met with world leaders, including Russian President Vladimir Putin. He also worked on the Israeli-Palestinian peace negotiations and began secret talks that led to the Iran nuclear deal. His new book is called The Back Channel, a memoir of American diplomacy and the case for its renewal. In it, Burns argues U.S. international relations are adrift at a moment when disciplined American leadership is needed most. William Burns joins us now. Welcome. It's great to be with you. You say that the muscles of diplomacy are atrophying. What does that really, what does that mean? I think since the end of the Cold War, uh, when the United States was the only big kid on the geopolitical block, you know, we tended to put less focus on diplomacy. Then 9-11, huge shock to our system. We put even greater emphasis on the military, less on diplomacy. So President Trump didn't invent these trends, but I think he's made them infinitely worse with a disdain for the hard work of professional diplomacy, the biggest budget cuts uh, in the modern history of the State Department. And I think that comes at just a particularly bad time when we need diplomacy more than ever. So he hates Trump and what he refuses to recognize, the failed pretend diplomat, but real war profiteer. What he fails to realize is that Trump did in his short time what you diplomats couldn't do forever. Peace in the Middle East, the, the lack of soldiers being slaughtered. He wasn't good for your scam and your fraud. But now that you are the CIA director, CIA, you notice how many white guys we got, Squirrel? Everybody's a white guy. Why are there no, what is it called, uh, equality, equity? What is it? Why don't we have a, a Portuguese hermaphrodite 
with a club foot and a hair lip as the CIA director. Because she can't do worse than any of the white guys. And we can have fun with her during that dance where you put the left foot in and you take the left foot out. You could yell at her. Throw it in there, club foot. You could have fun. In the meantime, what we have now is World War III because Ukraine is not attacking Russia. We are. And right now as we speak, they're being swarmed with drones. And they're even bombing Moscow. And you should have known this when you saw this same Willie Burns, this morphodite, who for 30 years accomplished absolutely nothing. And what he touts as accomplishments is more bribery, like the Iran deal. Bribery. This is what he's good at. And that's why his book is called Back Channel. Define for people what diplomacy means, because people see the president meeting with world leaders. Isn't that diplomacy? But you quote Kissinger, who calls it patient accumulation of partial successes. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. Let's model it after that idiot. Kissinger. Let's model all the successes of world diplomacy that have been so effective in the past. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. And why I played that is I figured out who the we is. We is Willie Burns. He was neck deep in that as well. He was neck deep in the bombing of the hospital in Serbia. He's neck deep in everything. And now he's here to tell you that we're going to war. You also have said, um, and tell me if this is correct, that it was only a group of about three or four people around Vladimir Putin who knew that he was actually planning this invasion. Mm-hmm. No, I... I think that's true. I mean, I had watched over the years, especially over recent years, um, as Putin had narrowed his circle of advisors. Uh, hey, Willie, where were you for the, during the breaking of the Minsk Accord, during the civil war in Ukraine? Willie, where were you? You got what you wanted. You were able to orchestrate a proxy war. And this is your goal, because when Trump was in office, you were unemployed. You were part of those State Department cuts. And we may have gotten to the end of why the, why the Pentagon lost $6 trillion in 20 years? You were working there during those years. Do you know where the $6 trillion is, Willie? I don't think you do, stupid. And it was a circle in which he prized uh, loyalty over competence. It was a group of people who tended to tell him what he wanted to hear. And How does he know any of this? He doesn't. He's making it up. This is the propaganda. To stoke the hatred so people do not recognize exactly what has been going on. Not that these idiots, these short bus Democrats can recognize it anyway. They're too stupid to read. They're too stupid to think. And they have no sense of time, history, and reality. They're just looking for something for nothing. And we'll get to the snap payments later. Or at least had learned over the years that it wasn't career enhancing to question his judgments as well. And so that was one of the deepest flaws, I think, in Russian decision making just before the war, as it was such a closed circle of people. Reinf- How does he know? You mean a closed circle of people like around our crypt keeper president? The dimwit who can't form a sentence? You know this guy. Uh, by the way, there's an awful lot of really good Republicans. But the MAGA Republicans are a different breed of cat. No, they're not bad or good. They're just very, they're very different. Yeah, like I look at you and I call you what you are, a whore, a for sale, a traitor to my country, an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, and a puppet for the military industrial complex and the CIA, which not only should be defunded, but every one of these rat bastards who are in charge of it be audited up the wazoo the way you want to do to the mega Republicans. 
reinforcing one another's profoundly mistaken assumptions. Does he take counsel from anyone? What do you think he's worth? As you hear him with that whisper squirrel. Ah, let's think. CIA director, secretary at the defense, involved in the Pentagon, $6 trillion missing. I'd say he's worth $150 million. Prove me wrong now, IRS. Audit him. These days. I think he's become increasingly convinced that he knows better than anyone else what's at stake for Russia. I think his sense of destiny um, and his appetite for risk has increased in recent years as well. He knows all this about Vladimir Putin, but he doesn't know jack about the Sinaloa or the new generation cartel. You don't know squat about the, C- uh, about the drug problem that killed 138,000 Americans. You, the CIA is MIA. Where's the CIA? You see, the real tragedy is the one the American people are attacked. But that doesn't put the coin in your pocket, does it, Willie? And I think he had convinced himself by the fall of 2021, a few months before he launched his invasion, that his strategic window was closing. For- oh, Willie, Willie, Willie. Aside from the Minsk Accord, you're not addressing the other accusations. No, I don't mean the one where we know you blew up Nord Stream 2. We know that. You, the CIA, integral in that operation. I'm talking about the other accusation. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. You mean like the one that the American government was working on through EcoHealth Alliance? That was the greatest, most successful bioweapon in world history? The one that's responsible for the deaths of millions of people? You mean that? Does the CIA know about that? Why don't we just change your names to the useless, corrupt whores that you are? Or asserting control over Ukraine, which he thought was absolutely essential to Russia's future as a great power and to his uh, future as a great Russian leader, as he saw it. Um, And so. Yeah, but what are you going to do about the funding of the Azov Battalion? You know, the Nazis and the tornadoes. Do you know about that? CIA, Central Intelligence. Oh. I don't want to say agencies. You know what I want to say, Squirrel. He had also convinced himself that early 2022 was a favorable landscape tactically for Russia. Really? Did you convince the American pirates and the traitors in this country that 2020 was the perfect time to release the bioweapon of COVID, of which the CIA apparently doesn't know jack about? To launch such an invasion, He, he believed... That Ukraine was weak and divided. He thought the West was distracted, and he thought... Boy, you know a lot about this guy. Do you know what your wife was thinking? Do you know where your wife was last week? Do you know why she smiles when the mailman comes by? He had modernized the Russian military to the point where it was capable of a quick, decisive victory. Of course, it turned out that each of those assumptions was profoundly flawed. You recently went back to Kiev and you met with President Zelensky. Mm-hmm. Um, and three months ago, I understand you met with Russia's top spy chief. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of opening that you are finding here? Any kind of opportunity? Oh, you mean diplomacy? Well, he wrote a book on it. It's called Back Channel. I remember. What about the diplomacy, Willie? No, I mean, the, the conversation that I had with Sergei Naryshkin, the head of Russia's external intelligence service, was pretty dispiriting. Uh, you know, my my goal was not to talk about negotiations. That's something. Why not, Willie? Because you don't make any money. How was Lloyd Austin? Did he get his brokerage check from Raytheon? You don't make any money that way. I'm telling you, I think we could do a lot better with a Portuguese hermaphrodite with a club foot and a hair lip. I, she can't do worse than Willie.
the Ukrainians are going to need to take up with the Russians when they see fit. It was more than anything else what the president asked me to do, which was to make clear to Narishkin and through him to President Putin the serious consequences should Russia ever choose to use a nuclear weapon. Of any- now, did you have this discussion and then decide to attack them and pretend it was Ukraine like you're doing now? You got all kinds of problems, don't you? You even have a problem with the communist red dragon, don't you? We're confident that the Chinese leadership is considering the provision of lethal equipment. We also don't see that a final decision has been made yet, and we don't see evidence of actual shipments of lethal equipment. Uh, And that's why I think Secretary Blinken and the president have thought it important to make very clear what the consequences of that would be as well. To deter it. Yeah, to deter it, because it would be a very risky and unwise bet. Well, what are the consequences, Willie? I mean, follow through. If you're going to threaten somebody... I know you didn't spend your life like a man, but if you're going to threaten somebody, do it like a man. Tell them what the consequences are. After all, you're the one that started this war. And as far as China supplying weapons to Russia, that's not okay. But you using drones, you and us and our military and our mercenaries bombing Moscow, that's okay, huh, Willie? Any kind as well. And I think Narishkin understood the seriousness of that issue. Um, And I think President Putin has understood it as well. I think it's also been very valuable that the Chinese leadership, the Prime Minister Modi in India, have also made clear their opposition to any use of nuclear weapons. And do you know what all these countries have in common, Squirrel? For the last three years in particular, they wanted to stop using our dollar. Oh, yes. There's not a country that's our enemy or a proxy enemy that didn't threaten to stop using our dollar. And why wouldn't they? When they see our political whores open their mouth and lie right with a straight face. Of course, when they're this old, they can't move their face. In two years, I reduced the debt $1.7 billion. Why are you using that creepy voice, the one you used to take showers with your daughter and say, are you ready for the shower with daddy? You creepy bastard. I still want answers. Now we need to have uh, tougher sanctions, and I'm afraid at some point this is going to probably have to involve oil and gas. Uh, The Russian economy is vulnerable. Eighty percent of Russian exports are in oil, gas, and minerals. 2014. Uh, People say, well, the Europeans will run out of energy. Well, the Russians will run out of cash before the Europeans run out of energy. And I understand that it's uncomfortable uh, to have an effect on business ties in this way. Uh, But this. I know it's Condoleezza. But the wacky Gaddafi used to call her candy rice. Let's go with it. This is one of the few instruments that we have. Over the long run, you simply want to change the structure of energy dependence. You want to depend more on the North American energy platform, the tremendous bounty of oil and gas that we're finding in North America. You want to have pipelines that don't go through Ukraine and Russia. Uh, For years, we've tried to get the European... And if they do, you want to make sure they're blown up. I just see us having walked into a trap. I see Europe as the big loser of this, by the way. I see Europe as the huge loser of this. I don't know why when the U.S. blew up the Nord Stream pipeline that we're all silent about it. Why are we silent about it? Pardon me? That that President Biden said on February 7th of this year that if Russia invades, the pipeline is finished. And the reporter looked incredulously, said, Mr. President, that is Russian 
uh, German infrastructure. We have been provoking this war since we have been using Ukraine as a proxy agitator since it was killing its own people in 2014. And in the meantime, how come the CIA has no intel on the Sinaloa cartel and the new generation cartel, which is directly responsible for the deaths of 138,000 Americans? But 100,000 die every year and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. My children were taken away from me. A hundred thousand Americans every year are having their children. Two hundred thousand, because it's both parents, right? Are having their children taken away from them. Now let's send Mrs. Doubtfire over to Ukraine to give more money that can disappear and end up in Cyprus and Paris shops. Morons. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I've heard Now we're going. See, this to me is far more interesting than the stupid off happening in Chicago. That 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 is really... Disheartening. This, we have a way of correcting because we have the prima facie evidence of a corrupted government. You see, I can remember when Joe Biden could form a sentence. I do, squirrel. I remember it back then in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s. He was just known as an idiot, a corrupt whore. But he at least could form a sentence. But what about our, our erstwhile adversary, Russia? I firmly believe that NATO enlargement need not adversely affect the U.S. relationship with Russia. I came to this conclusion on a trip to Moscow and several Central European countries earlier this spring. Although few Russians I found anywhere from the think tank folks to the officials in power, although few Russians are fond of NATO enlargement, policymakers in Moscow have accepted it. Moreover, no Russian politician with whom I met, from communist leader Zaganov to liberal leader Yavlinsky to nationalist leader Lebed, believed that NATO enlargement constitutes a security threat to their country. I did not find a single official, left, right, or center, who believed that to be the case. In fact, nearly all politicians, and I met with a number of members of the Duma as well, All politicians and experts with whom I met understood the non-aggressiveness implicit in NATO's three no's. The alliance's declaration of having no reason, intention, or plan in the current and foreseeable security environment permanently to station nuclear weapons or substantial combat forces of current members on the territory of new member states. They all understood that. And I don't think any of them doubted that with whom I spoke. Rather, the Kremlin's public opposition to enlargement, in my view, is largely a question of a psychological problem they are undergoing now. Connected with the loss of empire, wounded pride, and most importantly, uncertainty about Russia's place in the world of the 21st century. And were you in their spot, you would be the same, in my view, and I would. What did he say? He wouldn't want NATO growth. See, and that's the security that, that was given to the Russians by the Americans. And that's what lured them into relationships in which now the same idiot had a little dementia and a diaper 
broke every principle that he assured those people with. See, this maybe is the kind of diplomacy that Willie Brown likes to practice. Or Willie Burns, excuse me. And you made clear to him that... A new I don't think Willie Burns ever saw Kamala Harris naked. I'm not implying that. Willie Brown, on the other hand... Ooh-wee. A weapon of any kind, a tactical nuke on the battlefield, would be treated by the United States with the utmost severity? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we've continued to make that very clear. And I yeah, but are you going to admit that it's us that's now striking Moscow, promising to strike Mos Moscow with drones? I mean, after all, we know it's not the Ukrainians. They have no books to read. It's time now for our fact-checking segment, Truth or Fake. We're joined by Emerald Maxwell. Now, Emerald, uh, there's been a video shared since mid-February of Ukrainians burning Russian books, uh, sparking comparisons with uh, the Nazis. We remember how they famously burnt books by Jewish people. Uh, is this video true or fake? Uh, yes, what's well a well-worn well -worn line and a pretext uh, by the Kremlin to justify their invasion of Ukraine, labeling the Ukrainians Nazis and uh, saying that they're denazifying the country. And according to pro-Russians, this video shows precisely that typical Nazi behavior. Let's have a look at it. Um, so we see hundreds of books being thrown out or shoveled out of vans and into a sort of warehouse where they appear to be then stacked and packed up. If we scroll to the end... Um, and uh, anyway, this video has been seen hundreds of thousands of times on Twitter. Here are a couple of examples. Uh, here we go. There's one in English and another one in French. Just here. Um, and basically, it's, they, they ascribe it to what they call the, uh, the Nazi regime in Kiev. Um, and here, this French uh, user says uh, it, it's the destruction of books by Russian authors like Tolstoy and Dostoevsky has started, just like in Germany. Yeah, maybe that's why we had to send our mercenaries over there to teach them how to point the bazookas. Now they're flying drones. I'm sure it's them. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I don't know. I think it's important that we understand exactly what's going on because the syndicate is making money hand over fist and the rest of it is a distraction. Like, for instance, Chicago. Do you care who gets in? Do you really think Phallus is going to help the schools and all the rest of it? I guess so. All right. Well, let me know. We've got uh, updates. We'll have updates. Squirrel, you're monitoring, right? Somebody should drop out or declare themselves to be persona non grata. You'll let me know. Thank you very much. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, bro. Hey, uh, oh, hey, by the way, um, before I get to my main point, you know, uh, that little bumper tune that uh, uh, Squirrel had uh, before, that'd be real good when you're talking about uh, uh, Willie Brown and, uh, and the, uh, you know, the... Uh, oh, you want and, to do some uh, classic 70 soul? Little bumper. Listen, oh. this is not you porn. I mean, how much you want me to do for you? I got Robert in Bloomingdale waiting for Viagra to kick in. You want me to play Soul from the seventies? As I tell you, fantasies. We got a fantasy for you, by the way. If you like that kind of stuff, here's the worst there, penthouse there. forum you've ever heard in your life. Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper. She'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow. Which I think is uh, the exact defense Bill Clinton used when talking about his interns. Go ahead. 
I think Kamala is very what, though. Anyways, so listen, these two uh, generals that are with the Pentagon and everything, they knew about that uh, balloon when it came into uh, uh, U.S. airspace four days before they took and uh, um, let uh, Biden or the, um, you know, White House, you know, know about it. You're talking, about, you're talking about Kamala Harris' school bus balloon or the $12 balloon that they f- wasted two missiles on? One of whom, I guess we don't care where that one landed. Where'd it go? That's ah, fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Ah, you freaking <laughs> morons. Go ahead. The, the China balloon that was in there in yeah. our airspace for four days, and then that Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley, who knew about it, they never communicated it to, to Biden for four days. I mean, there's, well, Lloyd there's Austin kind of- was at the crazy horse with his head buried in a stripper. He couldn't call anybody. He was got his Raytheon <laughs> payment. Go ahead. Four days. There's either a conspiracy there, or they don't. They don't want it. They didn't want him to know the information. Brother, I the conspiracy is the government. They have conspired to destroy the tranquility and the principles of Americanism, and they're winning constantly because people are still distracted with elections that are fixed and rigged. They think they elect them rather than the government selecting them. Thank you very much for the call. I wish you know. I mean, listen. I got to hear it one more time. Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. Oh, what, God. What kind of things is he talking about, Squirrel? Is he talking about the chakra alignment that El Gore had? I think he is. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper and she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, there was a connection, a human connection. It'll cost you 500 in Vegas, Squirrel. I did not have sexual relations with that woman joe biden did uh harry on the dan ryan happy election day sean happy election day did you ever have a nurse nurse breathe on you for that human connection hey, I, kinds of things she didn't learn in nursing school i got a friend of mine that did but then I he did. married the I nurse wish I did. go ahead yeah go ahead. yeah i kind of wish i did it'd be nicer than uh, most nurses sure but hey i'm thinking of the uh, uh republican uh primary debate coming up and uh you think Trump does a number on DeSantis, like he did to Jeb, Little Marco, and uh, the rest of the stage? In That's kind of his shtick, right? Insult instead of debate. Some sometimes you can mix the two, right? I think he's very good at that. But you know, I don't. I'm not even going to worry about it, Harry. You, you do you? Let me ask it this way: Do you think he will not get cheated again? What has changed from 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 2020 to now? What has changed? Did Shaka Khan in California get rid of the 4,600 ballots? And how many two-bit Democrat who are councilmen are there? And how many much ballot harvesting? Am I supposed to pretend that the election in 2024 is going to be legitimate when we know for a fact that 2020 wasn't? By the way, I've got news for you. It turns out that Stacey Abrams, you know the one who could polish off a $5 foot long in about six seconds, she is in Nigeria teaching them how to cheat. Oh, it's true. You, of course, are well known in the United States for your activism, for being a political figure, an author, somebody who has done so much to try to expand voting rights. From the conversations that you have had, especially with youthful voters here in Nigeria, what is the takeaway? Well, I've had a chance to speak with uh, Yaga and with a number of youth voters across the across the state, and what they. <laughs> Stacey Abrams is teaching Yaga how to ballot harvest with our $55 billion that went to dictators in Africa. So that's a sad note for Africa. You're still going to be slaves. You're still going to have your dictators. You're still going to have your wars and chaos. But just ignore our sh- soldiers there killing other people. Go ahead, Harry. Yeah, all that matters is who counts the vote. You know, no matter if we all get out there and do our thing, at the end of the day, it's just oh, who counts the vote. I love a good they, Stalin uh, quote. Said, but 
I love a good Stalin yeah, quote. Doesn't matter who votes, it matters who counts them. Yes, it's like yeah, one murder know, is a tragedy, know. a million a statistic. Go ahead. You got to know the enemy, Sean. But, hey, I think, uh, you know, he's saying Trump himself on the debate. He himself, but his insults bring out the truth. You know, it really uh, exposes some of the weaker uh, Republicans out there. So, Harry, you, know, you sound I mean, like hey, such a wonderful what? guy. You have that failed human quality that I don't have. You have faith and optimism in strangers who have cheated you in the past. I love that, and I don't ever want you to turn into me. I don't want that. But I want you to understand, these are people in good conscience that lie to you every time they open their mouth. They've never had one policy that turned out the way they sold it, and it always ends in the same kind of corruption that makes O'Hare a golden goose of, of corruption and smell like a urinal. I wish you the best of luck, though. In the meantime, right, I invite right. you to come over here, and we secede, and you let the Democrat mafia states be run by interesting people dressed in the wrong person's clothes. Bart, in his car. Groovy dude. Hey, man, um, $5 foot long in five seconds. I thought that was Kamala Harris. No. I, I could be wrong. That's Stacey Abrams. That's how you get a love handle on your head. Okay. I must be thinking of something different. Yeah. You know what? I have hope. I do have hope. It's getting bad. I don't know if you remember, about five years ago when you were on the weekends, I said Chicago had to be so bad we had to crash the car. Yeah. Now I feel that way about everything. It's got to get bad to the point where it hits maximum density to where people stop putting up with it. Yeah, but you Bart, do notice that all your leftist friends have stopped defending this. Well, Bart, I understand that because uh, they're spending the money they're getting for nothing. Their payments have quadrupled in that time. But I appreciate your optimism. But by bad, I don't mind an economic chaos. It's when we start bombing Russia. That I, th- I think I have a problem with it because I remember the, the 90s. I remember the 2000s. I remember when Bush looked into his eyes and saw his soul. I remember all of that. <laughs> and I also, yeah. I also remember how much money is missing from the Pentagon. And now that we're in World War III, we can misappropriate another $2.8 because it goes up every time. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. See, I have, to, I have to play it. I have to. It's only 21 seconds. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. My favorite part is Willie Burns from the CIA director now. He was a little page back. He was in there, too. And he was there when we lost the 2.7 six weeks ago. And now he's the one lying to you about World War III. I'll be back. Rich in Indian Head Park. You'll be first. 312-642-5600. I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Not share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different. T- the next day, a plane hit the budget office. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Good, how are you? Good. Question I have to ask you is uh, what will you tonight, United States, do, uh, if anything, to China if they uh, give uh, Russia any kind of assistance? Uh, what weapons are anyway? Well, Joe Biden has been bribed be to not do anything. Mitch McConnell has right. a financial interest as his wife is a shipping heiress of a Chinese company. 
he, he too is worth tens of millions of dollars. So who's going to pull the trigger on anything? Have they even talked about destroying the favored nation status, which is used to rob the American people? Have they talked about confiscating through eminent domain the idea that a communist party owns 400,000 farming acres in our country? Nah. What this is is more lipstick of the pig. So that the morons who are still supporting the Democrats, you know, the ones that are pretending that the Democrats in Chicago will change things, This will give them something to talk about rather than the reality of exactly where we are. We are led by Manchurian candidate traitors to our country, and they make up the upper echelon of our government and bureaucracies. What do you think of that? It's a bold accusation. But I prove it, and history vindicates me, through such scoundrels as Willie Burns, somebody nobody heard of, and somebody who has been at the root of every foreign policy failure for 30 fracking years, as the Jerusalem Post just said about seven minutes ago, Iran is 12 days from a nuclear weapon. Wasn't that part of his legacy? Willie Burns, I remember hearing him. I remember hearing it. Former Deputy Secretary of State William Burns is highlighting what he says is the urgent need for a rebirth of American diplomacy. Burns served five presidents, including George W. Bush and Barack Obama, during his more than 30-year career as a U.S. diplomat. He met with world leaders, including Russian President Vladimir Putin. He also worked on the Israeli-Palestinian peace negotiations and began secret talks that led to the Iran nuclear deal. Well, you obviously suck at it. They got a nuclear weapon, dummy. Not to mention, didn't Trump, in a matter of months, put together a peace deal in the Middle East, one that has never existed? Yes, he did. So Donald Trump, with no experience in anything other than real estate, was 10 times the diplomat of Willie Burns. But Willie Burns couldn't make any side action, some cheese, some cash. Now he's got a very expensive suit on. Frank in Crystal Lake. Hey, how you doing? Good, Frank. How are you? Yeah, you know, I'm healthy and old, and I love your show. I love listening to you. Listen. Thank you. I was watching today Fox, that lady talking about her two boys died. I told two. the young lady that. Yeah. yeah, and sending all that stuff. And these two and these two guys that got their got their face on the chin and listening and listening. Look, yeah. like I told the young lady that interviewed me, they're all paid off. They're all yeah, corrupt. The woman's, the woman's and it's a one the... party system in this country and it's a democratic communism. And no, no Democrat goes to jail, only Republicans. Frank, can I ask you a question? How old are you? Sure. 74. 74 years old. So 74. I, I lived under the piece of dog doo-doo. His name was called Carter. And then I had the other guys. And, and God bless Reagan came in. Did you miss, you missed Vietnam? Or were you in the thick of it? I was 1A, 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 1A. You know, the problem is, no, they didn't take me because I blew out my knee. But the problem is I was 1A all the way. Yeah. And then they said, we'll call you back in six months. They didn't. I have buddies of mine who died in Vietnam. Oh, come I got on. buddies of mine You know why suicide. I asked you that? I asked you that yeah. because the important people didn't lose any of their kids. Not a senator's son, yeah. not a congressman's son. Yeah, no. Joe Biden five deferments. Even Donald Trump five deferments. The wars are fought by the patriots. The wars are fought by the poor people. That's why so that's, that's who the show is We for, are getting so. screwed left and right. Huh? You're going to tell me they can't. What, what do you got an army for? Put the army on the border. Here he comes across, send him back. You're selling drugs. Shoot the son of a bitch. Oh, the yeah. Guy steals my gotta, you can't swear, Big Frank. You can't swear, but I agree with him. In the meantime, what exactly has happened since Joe Biden administration has taken over? Let's hear from a sheriff named Mark Lamb. In the state of Arizona in 2021, 
We lost 44 children to poisonings under the age of 17. Seven were under the age of one year old. If that doesn't mobilize the forces of this country to stop this problem, I don't know what will. See, they like the problem. Sorry, Sheriff, it's the truth. And what exactly has happened since Biden won? I will tell you the lines of communication were severed as when this administration took over. We have zero communication with the federal side, which is disappointing. Something we lost when this administration came in. Doesn't the Central Intelligence Agency have any intel on the Sinaloa's and new generation cartel that are responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths here in America? No. Have they ever answered any questions about Mena, Arkansas, Barry Seal? And who was the governor? You know who the governor was, Squirrel. Yes, you do. You might not think you do. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Came out of nowhere. Two-bit governor from Mena, or I'm not, from Arkansas. All of a sudden, he was the president. And the CIA flourished. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. When I say my next guest is interesting, it's not just about the fact that he was on Wall Street and managed $14 billion. He spent most of his career on Wall Street. It's because he's also an author. He is also the founding partner of Finance Technologies, a global macro alternative investment firm. He's the author of Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. He is Edward Dowd. Ed, thank you for making time for me. I appreciate it. Sean, thanks for having me on today. And a shout out to Chicago. I lived there uh, from 1990 through 95. Love the city. Oh, man, I wonder if I bumped into you at uh, some of the places downtown when I was at the Merck. Do you ever go to Rivers Cafe? See a guy Absolutely. with a big Absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm 56, so I'm sure, I, I'm sure we passed. Yeah, you're just a little bit older than me. So, yes, same time, fun times. But also gave, giving us the perspective of the, and the appreciation of propertyism, which is often referred to as capitalism. And I could already tell from the title of your book, you're steeped in the principles of Americanism. And it's why you would write a book. Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of the Sudden Deaths of 21 and 2022. Tell me a little bit about the book before we get into the macro finance, which we're going to get into. The book is uh, essentially um, uh, a a discovery of the data since 21 and 22. I start with sudden athletic deaths, and uh, those are anecdotes, and we want to put a human face on the tragedy. And just to put some color on that, there was a study in 2006 called the Lysane Study, and they basically determined that over a 38-year period, there are 29 sudden athletic deaths on average globally. And since uh, 2021, that's gone off the rails. We'd be lucky to have a month with just 29. There are months that clock in at like 190, 110, and that's been going off the charts since uh, 2021. And then I go to all sorts of different data, uh, society of actuary data, disability data, and the, the simple answer is this. Uh, the employed of our country have had worse health outcomes in 21 and 22, the data is there. I blame the vaccine, of course. Uh, 
And I said that to Senator Johnson in December, that it's a national security issue. So it's, it's, it's a problem, and it continues. And I just put out a tweet today. I have an insider at the Society of Actuaries, and the numbers, unfortunately, are accelerating into December, January, and February of this year. It's unquestionable. This is something that I have, have always believed. The evidence proves it. We are, however, living in a time when there is no objective fact. That is the part that is nauseating. The idea we have but a handful of so-called representatives, Ron Johnson, arguably the best, Rand Paul, there's others. Why do you think it is the philosophy of the American people, the psyche, prefers the lie than the truth? Well, I'll give you the, uh, the insider view in, in the insurance industry. This person knows it's the vaccines. This person uh, has been trying to warn uh, the executives around her, and there's this massive cognitive dissonance. They laugh at this person, and they call them a conspiracy theorist. And, and the data keeps rolling in. They, they refuse to look at it. it. It's a massive cognitive dissonance. Now, the good news is, and tragically, the numbers uh, of dead bodies and disabilities are getting so big that Lots and lots of people are waking up, but it sh- this should have been stopped in 2021 when the when the signals went off in VARES. But uh, there was too much money, too much momentum, too much uh, d- deceit, and here we are with this national tragedy right now. You know, Ed, I monitor a lot of news. I love it. I particularly focus on the investigative news, and this is something that Europeans already are going after. Australians are going after it, and in fact, in those countries. These pharmaceutical companies, these frauds, are held culpable. They pay. In Australia, if you even, or even in Canada, if you even say you have symptoms, they cut you a check. Do you think, like I do, this was orchestrated in America, by America, because this is not only the, the country with the largest drug use, where the big pharma is the strongest, but it's where they'll make the most money and always be protected from foreign attack and foreign foreign uh, lawyers, and this is the perfect place to stage this kind of fraud on humanity. You know, I, I'm, I'm starting to agree with that premise, and I'll tell you why. Um, the uh, my, I have two partners in my firm; they're both Portuguese, and they asked me, Ed, why is the U.S. not leading on this? Because Denmark has already stopped uh, boosters for under fifty. The U.K. has followed. They're, they're, it's effectively a ban for under fifty. So other countries are moving quickly to move away from the jab, and our country seems to be the last. And I think you may be onto something there that it was orchestrated here, and uh, because of the immunity, the 1986 uh, Vaccine Act, uh, they got immunity. And and, and and I'm sure you're aware they they, they pushed it onto the childhood vaccine schedule that's given them full immunity. Now I don't believe that'll hold. Because if, if there is fraud in the clinical trials, which I think there was, fraud vitiates all contracts. So there's, there's hope that gets busted. The silence that we have, is it because Big Pharma is the main financier of media, is the main financier of Wall Street? Is it just there's just too much money? And as you get the athletes, like the, uh, you'll have to forgive me, I don't watch sports. I call it men in costumes chasing balls. But I can't think of the football player's name who, during an interview, said, I can't tell you what the doctors told me about the uh, heart attack I had. Do you think it's just because you, you know that they can buy individuals and they have enough money to keep them quiet? And it was the only way they could rebound from the opioid lawsuit that they lost, and yet the states got the money. The people never got the money. Families of the people that died never got the money. I mean, isn't it just this recycling of corruptible, useless 
fools called citizens and we're fungible? They don't care if we die from their product? Well, here's some numbers. Uh, 75% of the FDA's budget comes from pharmaceutical companies in the form of fees. That's a fact that was reported in the New York Times recently. Another fact is that uh, we unearthed FOIA uh, through FOIA requests that the uh, national media companies got a billion dollars in money from the U.S. government to uh, push the narrative of the vaccine. We also know that the nightly news programs get 75% of their uh, uh, budget from pharmaceutical uh, ad spends. We also know that uh, um, the CDC gets royalties and the NIH gets royalties on these drugs. So the money is just all over the place. The power is immense. Uh, Pfizer's revenues pre-pandemic were $40 billion. Took them decades to get to $40 billion, and in one year they had $90 billion. The plan was uh, to get quarterly jabs going, and I calculated back at the envelope math that if that had occurred and they got half of the world market share, they would have had $390 billion in revenue. So this is the kind of money we're talking about. You know, Ed, so many people now, I, I, I remember from the mercantile exchange, so many people are talking about numbers that they have no understanding of. And when you talk about a billion dollars, a billion minutes is 1,900 years. When you talk about a billion dollars now, it seems like a deal compared to the money that is squandered, wasted, the fraud and abuse. Has it just become where society has been dumbed down? Because what they've been told, the abuses they've been victims of without even being aware of it, are so outrageous, there's no way to stop this kind of corruption. Because there's only a few of us talking about boarding up K Street so Main Street can thrive. Has Have they successfully undermined the principles of Americanism, of capitalism, of propertyism, and of right and wrong, so that it's just they're going to get away with it in perpetuity? I don't think they are. This, this, this crime is so big and so horrendous that it's going to change a lot of things. But I will say that Something to keep in mind is why this corruption has gotten so big and so pervasive. You know, in the 70s and 60s, I believe the GDP, government spending as a percent of GDP was 20. Uh, After the COVID pandemic, it was 43 percent of GDP. So the government has its uh, paws in everything and corrupts everything. So everybody feeds at the trough of the taxpayer and they're complicit in whatever the government wants. That's the problem we have. Now, this is uh, blasphemy for, for if I looked at your resume but didn't know you. I could tell within five seconds the kind of person you are. And this could not have happened without the bastardization of, of business itself, without the bastardization of Wall Street. And I remember in the, in the early 2000s, I was invited to uh, the Board of Trade where I was pitched the idea of the climate exchange back then. It was Hank Paulson and... Al Gore, who were partners, and they had this idea of taxing people on carbon, which at that time seemed outrageous. And they were going to sell the credits, the, the right to pollute, to do it. And they were talking about a condor, which is a little deep in the weeds, but Chicago was going to be the body, and then the wings would be L.A. And, and New York. And they were talking about they needed market makers to do this, and thankfully it didn't pass back then. Um, now it seems a fait accompli, as you see ESG, the fraud of it. And so many people who are cheering for it don't understand they're cheering for their own demise. Is there a way to push back ESG the way the climate exchange was pushed back in Chicago back then? Or is this going to happen? And will we be now taxed again in the form of social justice and the environment? Is this a, a, an absolute in your opinion? Well, the thing to remember is these uh, firms that are pushing ESG 
have got an immense uh, market share through what's called passive investing or ETFs. And so that's Vanguard, State Street, and BlackRock. They have too much of our money in their hands. And they're, you know, it's our money. A lot of people have their retirement 401ks in these three different firms. They're stewards or agents of our capital. Uh, we need to uh, lobby them and tell them, you change your policies or we vote with our feet and withdraw our money. So that, I think a groundswell could make this happen. Also, we need Congress and uh, the Senate to uh, look into monopoly uh, situations here because even Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett uh, wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal saying there's too much power concentrated at, at these firms in the ability to uh, vote the way they want to vote on corporate bu- boards. It's, so even when, when, when Warren Buffett and Mar- Charlie Munger speak, maybe we should take a look at the, at the concentration of power. Now, what I like to do is see the intersection of the issues and the intersection of the problems. So I completely in, am in agreement with you. However, so much of that money, so much of those companies are invested in these very perpetrators of the greatest fraud perpetrated on mankind, not just the vaccine, but COVID itself. As we now learn, this clearly was created by man. However, can we afford to break the monopoly of big pharma and Wall Street? Because after all, what happens to the money that's invested in all these firms? Well, there's going to be losses for sure, but uh, that that is going to happen, and we need for humanitarian reasons and justice, we need, it needs to happen. And unfortunately, I'm, uh, my uh, colleagues and I are looking at the economic numbers and we're going into a deep recession. And there's, there's trouble coming ahead financially uh, for all the whole globe. The sovereign debt crisis is coming to a head. And uh, we're in the beginnings of the, you know, the, the uh, Federal Reserve System coming kind of to an end. It's, it's, it's 109 oh, years so. in. Yeah, well, that it's inevitable. Now, the question is, do we have a seat at the table or do they, uh, you know, the bankers uh, carve it up again and reboot the system and come out with a new uh, Bretton and Woods for whatever that looks like? You know, Ed, uh, when you and I were young and I was in the pits trading and you were getting involved in Wall Street, wars were bad for markets. Have you ever seen a time or even heard of a time? where the talk of war, military intervention, the fact that America has seven hotspots going on, we're firing missiles to everybody, um, and the market rallies. Does the market need a war to cover up the fraud that is the market? Yeah, we need a war to cover up the debt monetization. The only way an inflation narrative can be sold is through war to monetize the debt. Now, having said that, uh, uh, the markets are looking like they're on uh, a razor's edge. We had a you know, a nice little uh, beginnings of a bear market into the October low. We had a rally into the election, and it's, and it's, it's petering out, and the economy is so weak underneath, the stock market's going to catch up pretty soon. I, I said uh, a couple weeks ago on a show that it looks like, to me, the market's going to start to uh, go south again. So it's not going to hold up for much longer, in my humble opinion. When you see um, what is happening with Russia, and when you see the, the, the cabal they're putting together, of all of the countries that wanted to de-dollarize, from India to Iran to Saudi. Saudi is the worst player of them all. Do you think that the American people are smart enough, willing to be smart enough, to understand that the culprit of financial terrorism is, is us, is the, financial, is the Federal Reserve, and we're the ones that are perpetrating this, and the military actions they see before them are not because they're based in any, any real conflict. They're based in countries that want to stop using us as the base currency of the world. 
Unfortunately, the the country doesn't know that as a whole, but I will say that it's starting to dawn on a lot of people that that's the case. I've said this repeatedly. The dollar is a weapon. It's one of the greatest weapons in our arsenal. Uh, We've infiltrated the globe with the debt-based dollar system, and when the dollar goes up, uh, it's causing uh, economic havoc and devastation across the globe. And the uh, Biden policy at the moment wants a strong dollar. Imagine that. That's their policy. So the dollar is a weapon at the moment, and that's why these countries want to get off the dollar, because we control their economies by raising and lowering interest rates pretty uh, phenomenally. And it's been going on since we de- uh, we uh, dealing from gold in the 70s. Before I let you go, the... Um the book, Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Death in 2021 and 2022. How what was the, the dollar amount that the pharmaceutical companies made? Do you have that dollar amount? How much profit was there for Big Pharma in COVID and the reaction to it by the governments around the world? Uh, I only have the, I, only, I only looked at Pfizer. Moderna, of course, was a company without a product before. So all their revenues are all COVID vaccines. I don't have that number at the tip of my tongue, but I know that... Uh, Pfizer was $40 billion pre-COVID and uh, exited last year with $90 billion, so more than doubled their revenues. That's, and in the meantime, uh, they covered all the acquisitions of the five companies they bought that all deal in the side effects of the vaccine. I find that to be funny. Absolutely. Yeah. No, this, this, this is a joke. And unfortunately, the propaganda and the censorship is, is literally killing people. And, uh, you know, I wrote the book for my loved ones and for other people's loved ones to hand to them that don't believe us because the numbers are the numbers. It just is. And then in the book, I leave out the who and the why, because I don't want to assault people's worldview. But at this point I call it a cover up and a crime because the numbers I see are the numbers the global governments and healthcare authorities see as well. The book you just sold was me on Amazon. I recommend everybody buy it. The cause unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021. And I have to say this, somebody to reach the levels of Wall Street that you did and still have the character you have, uh, you are a brother of Americanism to me. So I'm going to have you back on the show. I truly enjoyed it. I wish you nothing but success. And I want to thank you for having the courage to write this book, which I know you risked a lot to do. And I think that's the, the true definition of a warrior for freedom and liberty. So thank you very much, Ed. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Sean. Take care. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Oh, I used to love this song. The best voice, one of, right up there with Teddy. You know, uh, his father killed him. Do you know why, Squirrel? Electric bill. Boy, he wouldn't like the electric bills now. Woo, old man gay. Would not like the Joe Biden electric bills. And if you don't like them now, you're really going to hate them in the future. Wes, on the northwest side. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, um, awesome. I just wanted to point out, you were just talking about this ESG. And uh, it, it's kind of going to mirror itself, like how the Paris uh, climate uh, thing went. Is And um, all the countries that are developing who burn up all their credits can purchase credits from non-developing countries. Oh, yeah. So Bill Gates is buying all this farmland, and along with Jeff Bezos, because they know eventually that this, um, the farmlands are going to be considered green energy, and he's going to be able to trade ESG like a commodity. Yeah, it's an arbitrage, but not only that, it gives him the right to pollute. See, this is the problem with the EPA. Not only are they incompetent, they're corrupted by bureaucrats. They're not interested in people polluting. They don't give a rip about that. They're interested in shaking them down and extorting them, because these bureaucracies... They actually exactly. keep, they keep 50% of the fine for their budget. 
and they go out and they party like all municipal workers, like they earn the money, like they're men. They're not. It's a, it's a, it's a culture of corruption, and this is just another venue to extort and seize the property of free Americans. That problem and is the, also, the pool's getting smaller and smaller. And then also profit, profit from it. Oh, absolutely. This is the greatest. And then it'll allow scheme. you to, it'll allow you to be like a, um, like a slumlord to where you do have companies that are, are ruining our climate. But oh, wait a second. I own all these thousands of acres of farmland, so it's yeah. okay. Right. And then who's going to build a government that blew up, uh, Nord Stream 2 and created the largest ecological disaster in world history? Who's going to blame them? Who gets the money? Right. The, the government? Well, I'll it's a special. great well, scheme. Well, brother. I'll be on public aid. Yeah. <laughs> cut me in or hey, cut it out. Thing. The old gangster. Yeah. Hey, one more thing. You had the gentleman on before about how we got away from the gold standard. And one of the goals, the things with the gold standard was as long as we cut our diplomacy and we promised not to just willy nilly print more money whenever we needed more money. So now what's happening is we have a lot of countries that despise America because yeah. how we just print money like we want. They should despise so us. So what happens when now we're starting to see other countries trade in the ruble and in the yen? The way our money is valued is on demand. Well, so when we no longer have a demand, our inflation is going to spiral upwards and our value is going to spiral downwards. And we're not going to be left with a pot of pissing. Well, from now on, Wes, you will be called Karnak the Magnificent because you've just described the next six years. And you're exactly right. But if you listen to Ed Dowd, he said something that's very important. He said Brenton Wood too. Because what Ed knows is that the reason the government is provoking World War III is that afterwards... We get to do it all over again. Thank you very much, Karnak the Magnificent from the northwest side of Chicago. And who makes up these bureaucracies? Who? Who? There's, did everybody hear of, uh, first of all, did anybody hear of, of Willie Burns before, of the head of the CIA? No, of course not. Who are the people that are the bureaucrats in our government? There's one that's going to be a, a big one. It's going to be a big one. Her name is Colleen Shogun. Never heard of Colleen Shogun. Senator Hawley had her during a hearing today. I find this very interesting. See, to me, this is far more interesting than the socialist fraud mafia members running for mayor in Chicago. Mr. Shogun, when you were here last year, a number of senators asked you, including me, a series of questions about articles you'd written, public statements you had made on social media that were, I have to say, pretty grossly partisan, and I thought offensive, and you and I went back and forth about it. Now, she's up to be the archivist. After that, a number of us asked you questions for the record relating to these statements. I want to follow up on one of them. I, in particular, asked you to give us a full accounting of the public posts that you had made on Twitter. You had locked your Twitter account before you came before this committee. It had been previously been public. I asked you to provide the, the public posts that had previously been available on Twitter because the ones that we have were pretty disturbing. You responded as follows, and I quote, my personal Twitter account is comprised of posts about my mystery novels, events at the White House Historical Association, Pittsburgh sports teams, travels, and my dog. End quote. Is this an accurate statement? Yes, Senator. I just remind you you're in drove. Is this an accurate statement? Yes, Senator. Well, let's talk a little bit about your, your Twitter posts then that I was asking you about. On February 18th, 2022, you posted on Twitter bemoaning the dropping of mask requirements for children, including those under the age of five. Do you remember that post? No, Senator. That, those tweets were in my personal capacity. Uh, no, 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 no. I asked you, would you give all public posts that you had made on Twitter mm -hmm. 
you said no, effectively, and you said that your Twitter posts consisted of mystery novels, events at the White House Historical Association, Pittsburgh sports teams, travels, and my dog. And you just told me now under oath that you stood by that. So now let's talk about your Twitter posts. On February 18th, 2022, you posted bemoaning the fact that mask requirements for children under the age of five, one of whom I happen to have, by the way, have been dropped. Is that a post about your dog or sports teams? My social media is in my personal capacity. Answer my question, please, because you've testified under oath that you only posted about your dog and sports teams and novels. And you also said you wouldn't give this committee any of your public posts. So is your post on February 18th, 2022, bemoaning the lifting of mask requirements for children under the age of five, who I might just ask all of the data has said is extremely harmful to children, these mask requirements. We'll leave that aside for now. Is that a post about your dog or sports teams? Yes or no? My social media is in my personal capacity, Senator. Yes or no, Ms. Shogan. You are under oath before this committee. And I have to say, you have placed this issue squarely in record by repeatedly refusing to answer. Yes or no? My personal, my social media is in my personal capacity, Senator. So you're not See, answering my question. once these bureaucrats are in these bureaucracies, they're there forever. Like the scum who is now in charge of the CIA, the director. Nobody heard of him. And for 30 years at the root of every foreign policy fraud, just like this imbecile will be at the root. And the tens, if not hundreds of thousands of bureaucrats that have an allegiance not to America, but to the mafia party of the Democrats. This is what's at stake. So I don't really give a rip who runs. Just so whoever wins promises to rip out every fraudulent fascistic law, rule, regulation, and every single rat bureaucrat that was hired to destroy my country by the mafia, headed up by Joe Dimwit Diapers Biden. Allen in Chicago. Alan? Alan's tired. We'll get back to Alan. Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Greg. Saw the, saw the Dow thing over the weekend on the site. I was hoping that you would get him. You got him. Uh, honey Bunny, we got him. You did a great interview. He's a very interesting guy. Oh, yeah. Extremely interesting guy. Yeah. But the point he brings up about, uh, I remember that there were some riots and there were some countries that were going under undergoing some revolutionary activity because the dollar went up. It, caught, it drove their price of their food up, and when people can't eat, they get angry, and they tend to cause problems. <laughs> yes, they do, and the governments yeah. tend to kill them. Yes, not just in Venezuela, I, everywhere. I, I just, you know, I, I just see, I, I hate to echo what he said, but I've heard from a couple different people on different shows, even the morning show, that it could be a rough ride, a very rough ride coming oh, pretty soon. Of course, and, Greg. and, and I, I'm going to I'm going to throw another accusation. Obviously, the conclusion anybody with an IQ over 60 can come to is that the vaccine, along with COVID, are bioweapons of, of our government. And I will I will bet anything you want that the upper echelon of our government did not take the vaccine. It was all a ruse and all staged. And if you're connected enough, it's like being a senator's son during Vietnam. You didn't have to go and you didn't have to get anything. That's exactly what happened here. And that's why the sports athletes are dropping dead. But the senators and congressmen are skipping to the loo. Thank you very much. I didn't say all of them. 
I said the upper echelon, meaning the Democrat La Cosa Nostra. Not a one of them got the vaccine. Otherwise, could this idiot still be making a fool of himself in our country? Uh, by the way, there's an awful lot of really good Republicans. But the MAGA Republicans are a different breed of cat. No, they're not bad or good. It's just very- and the Biden Democrats are roaches, mafia members, and scum. Sorry, it's just the fact. If you could sit idly by... Well, this idiot, this asset of enemies in foreign and domestic, not only destroys our country, but embarrasses everything. Pearl Nelson, the military, she'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. Because she was the real whore. You're just a political one. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Foot soldiers of tyranny. That's what's keeping this lie of our government going. Profiteers of policy. Not just front-running, stock-trading, scumbags like Nancy Pelosi and her stinky hammer husband. No, 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 no. The bureaucrats that believe themselves... To be above law, above right and wrong, for they are gods among us. They are Democrat mafia members. Let's talk about another post. 26th of May, 2022, you talk about an assault weapons ban. Retweet a post, ban assault weapons now. Say you agree with this idea that uh, you have to be a certain age to buy so-called assault weapons in America. Is that a post about sports teams or your dog or mystery novels? My social media is in my personal capacity, Senator. What about the post on dis- on January 5th of 2021 in which you say that Ted Cruz ought to stay in his own lane and not worry about what's going on in Pittsburgh? This is a, re- a reference, I think, to uh, questions he had about uh, the certification of the last election. Is that a post about your dog or sports teams or mystery novels? See, because she knew as a Democrat mafia, the last election was frauded. She knew like every two-bit Democrat whore in key areas. Legal representation there. He says Khan has not stepped down from his post on the city council, but the sheriff's office says there is a long list of evidence that shows Khan violated the public's trust. A Lodi city councilman cuffed as the city's mayor makes a bold statement about Shakir Khan on social media. And I had the opportunity to speak with him here at the county jail and ask for his resignation effective immediately. But Khan's attorney, Alan Sawyer, tells CBS 13 his client was coerced into resigning without council present. He maintains Khan has recanted and is still on the job. In my mind, that it influenced the outcome of this election. The San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office arrested the 33-year-old on eight counts of voter fraud after they say a search warrant at his home uncovered dozens of sealed and completed mail-in ballots from the 2020 election. Authorities say that's when they found irregularities in the voter rolls. There were 232 people registered to vote with an address um, to our local prisons. There were 4,144 people uh, that were 90 years old and older. Hey, what do you think, of Chicago, Shaka Khan? That's the only reason this dimwit with dementia and diapers is destroying my country. Alan, Chicago. Hello. I, I'd like to give you a very quick synopsis of three things that are happening in our country 
and I think you'll see them for what they are. One, we are trying to deplete our resources, our money, as quickly as we can in a way that people will not revolt yet. Mm-hmm. Two, you have to look at the ideology of why they made Xi Jinping the administrator for life, because he is going in one direction, and that is towards us to get us and to deplete our resources. And every four years, we go in a different direction with a different president. But they are continuing on the same direction. Sun Tzu, number yeah. three. Mm. And number, that's right. It may have taken them six generations to do the wall in China, but they did it. And yeah. this is what's going on. And number three, we are letting in more Muslims in this country, yet when we give them, they have a 150-year plan to take over the world by birth. It's going on every day. They come in with eight, ten kids. We give them the money. They deplete the resources, and they keep going. And everybody thinks it's... Uh, it's the uh, only country uh, where new immigrants are entitled to our entitlements slash welfare system. You're exactly right, Alan. It's a plan. We don't have one. Problem is, we didn't think it would take here in America. But look at Chicago. You're about to elect a socialist. Good for you. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I have been listening to radio for years. I've been doing radio for years. Regardless of where the expert is from in the economy, every single one of us have come to the conclusion that the bastardization of our currency could only take place if the Federal Reserve and the politician worked in conjunction to undermine the principles of it. We are unmoored from the agreements we made to the rest of the world. And as they continue to expand conflict, someone's got to make the link. The problem with our foreign policy is we're killing countries and people who disagree with the bastardization of the dollar. It's quite that simple. And they're continuing to expand it. Why is it that the government, every politician, hates the idea of Americans having access to alternative currencies, in particular, cyber currency, digital currencies, Bitcoin and a lot of it. They hate it all. Ethereum, they hate it. Regulate it, tax it, control it, because they don't like the anonymity of the American citizen being able to have wealth they cannot manipulate, they cannot mitigate. Don't buy this idea there's a digital dollar because they want to make it easy. There's a digital dollar because they want to turn you into a Chinese communist prisoner. It's that simple. I spotted it years ago. So did many, mostly people with the character, integrity, and principles of propertyism, often referred to as capitalism. My next guest is one of those people. He is E.J. Antoni. He has a new article that I cannot wait to go through thoroughly. I, I kind of did. The digital dollar, how many dimes... How, how dimes have changed. E.J. and Tony, thank you for writing the article. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you? Oh, Sean, my pleasure. But I'm just, I, I'm pulling my hair out here. I feel like I'm living 1984 in real time. 
In fact, uh, there's going to be a, a time in, the, in America where we will not be able to read books. It'll be just like the Ukrainian Nazis burning them. In the meantime, we still have a little bit of law on our side. Is this um, something the American people will be f- can be forced into, or are we still Americans? Because, you know, it's been decades now that we've turned over everything to the government. We've been digitalized. They have every single data. It's not as if you have any anonymity now as far as your wealth or your currency. Are we going to turn over the, the, the collar of um, behavior to the government? Because through cyber currency, they'll be able to eliminate us from the access to our wealth. Will they not? Oh, oh absolutely. And, and that's why I am praying both literally and figuratively that we can stop this, that we don't actually get this, this digital dollar. A lot of times people think, oh, you know, things are already digitized. What's the big deal, right? I don't even carry cash anymore. I pay for everything on a credit card. I do all my transfer uh, with, you know, with things like Venmo or some other app, right? Well, the problem is that with these digital currencies, every single dollar actually has a fingerprint. Every single dollar is unique. Every single dollar can be traced, can be tracked, and can be taxed. And the government gets to dictate at that point how individual dollars can actually be spent. Is it the ultimate irony or just banking, government banking on the stupidity of the American, which, by the way, they've been doing and they've been winning, the fact that the government itself that is going to do this to us, track our money, somehow never tracks their own. And the entity has lost, the entity of the Pentagon has lost $6 trillion in just two decades. But yet now, are the citizens stupid enough to turn over their, their, their money to the same incompetent, fraudulent government that misappropriates, loses, and cannot account for half of the money they spend? Oh, goodness. You know, th- these are the same people who, like you said, they lost $6 trillion on their own, but now they want to turn around and go after you, not for $6 trillion, but for $600 in unreported transfers, again, using these things like, like Venmo or, or other such apps, right? And, and on top of that, I mean, think about it. If you're off by just 50 cents on your tax return, 50 cents, that gets rounded up to a dollar, and that is enough for the IRS to go after you. You don't believe me? There are plenty of horror stories out there that people have made public. All of these these instances where people literally had to hire legal counsel over these IRS disputes because they were off by these trivial amounts. But that's what happens when you have a tax code that is so impossible to understand that it makes it nearly impossible not to make a mistake. Congresswoman Young Kim was questioning uh, a, um, the president of a bank the other day in Congress. He let her know that since Dodd-Frank, since the collapse, since the Dodd-Frank bill, which was written by Citibank, by Bank of America, and other beneficiaries of the bailout, written, there's no way that imbecile Barney Frank wrote anything. And as far as uh, Chris Dodd, he's the, uh, the uh, waitress molester that hung around with Kennedy and Biden. Since that has happened, banking has collapsed, independent banking. It is now a cartel of corruption where there are but a handful of banks in this country. Can you even operate in a system that corrupted? And should not congresspeople who have an IQ over 60 demand the repeal, removal of Dodd-Frank and the, the, the dollar the right of the of the citizen to have privacy over his wealth be re-implemented. I mean, aren't we coming a little bit too late to the battle? 
Oh, no, 100%. You, you are absolutely right on all counts. But what's really scary is that when you start talking about these digital currencies, you're talking about a world where the Federal Reserve can go from not just shrinking down the number of banks, but to eliminating them altogether. And so all that's left is one single bank. Not That's not just a cartel. That's a pure monopoly. You are very easily going to get to the point where you have things like a social credit score. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you not woke enough? Do you not use enough green energy? Then maybe you get denied for a bank loan or a credit card or some other kind of financial service. Why Why aren't Congress people who are newly elected? We have, we have a supposed, it even pains me to say it, Republican majority in Congress. Why aren't they demanding for accountability of both the World Bank and the IMF Bank relics that should not be funded by the American people yet rake, rake in and control trillions of dollars, literally trillions of dollars, and cannot account for a fracking dollar? Yet this same government has the arrogance to demand that we, the people, conform to this new ideology of a monetary system, this new banking, and, 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 and whether we like it or not, these 537 whores can just do this to us? There has to be a law firm out there. There has to be somebody that's fighting for the principles of my currency, isn't there? You know what? We, we are fighting for it every single day, day in and day out. We are trying to work with these Congress people to, make, to prevent these, these horrible changes from happening to try to be the last bulwark in this country, quite frankly. And, you know, it was it was so sad to see, for example, David Malpass at, at the World Bank that you just yes. mentioned, uh, you know, he, he just resigned. And why did he resign? Because of this ridiculous pressure uh, uh, from, you know, the so-called green energy movement and, and all of those lobbyists, because what was his priority? It was to get coal oil and natural gas to third world countries. Why? Because that's how you get people out of poverty. You know what they want to do now with the new idiot going into the World Bank? They want to try to get solar and wind to those countries. Congratulations. You literally are going to starve people to death. You know why I said it pains me that Republican majority, because the last time the Republican majority was in, the speaker was Paul Ryan. The vote for both the World Bank and the IMF Bank were up, and Paul Ryan is the one that made certain they are in existence. They could have been gone back when Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie, Obama was the president. And now here we are, just a short time later. And I want you to just to hear this because I thought of you when I heard this. In this report, it does seem, uh, well, first I want to acknowledge that um, after a long history of uh, of various individuals in the body denying the existence of climate change. I do want to say that it's very encouraging to see that there is some acknowledgement of uh, the climate crisis here in the report. But when we look closer, um, it does seem that it's only mentioned about twice, once to criticize climate science at the U.S. Geological Survey and once in a section offering uh, scientifically dubious uh, solutions. But um, in the report, there is a failure to acknowledge the disproportionate impact um, that these changes have on communities of color and other frontline communities, many of whom are, are all of our constituents. So I'm proposing an amendment that would require the collection of public health data and other impacts of new drilling on federal lands. Um, 
My colleagues say that opening more of our federal lands to fossil fuel development is what their constituents want and need. I'm not here to I'm not here to dispute that point in this moment. Um, but I will say that surely, if that is the case, then um, there should be no objection to gathering better data on the health impact of uh, these policies on the health and safety of everyday Americans. So I truly believe this is a common sense amendment that would help protect and inform the American people, uh, especially the most vulnerable among us. Um, and I urge my colleagues to support the amendment in a year. The data that she's going to pay for is in the bill of $1.7 trillion. It will lead to tens of millions of dollars to get her the exact result she wants. This is our real crux of our problem. The government pays scientists to give them the data they want, not actual science. So in the face of the reality of all of their predictions and all of their schemes being 100% wrong, we're going to double down on stupid, and they will neuter American energy companies to backdoor nationalize the American energy sector. The way they've done, only worse How can we stop it? We have a Republican Congress, but it doesn't matter because the appropriation has already been put forward and she's adding to it. We we need to just start holding anything and everything hostage. Nothing can be off limits, quite frankly. I mean, the the gloves are off at this point. People think like, oh, you know, we we have, you know, several more election cycles left. No, we don't. We are are on borrowed time right now in this country. We we may already have have gotten to the point where our momentum is going to take us over the falls. Nothing can be off the table. We need to fight like hell right now. For every single inch of ground, you can't cede any more territory to these people. None whatsoever. Federal ground. This is an amazing thing to me because federal ground. How does how does the the government from D.C. trump the states' rights to the ground? And you have 21 states fighting the Biden administration as we speak. They're suing them in court for a variety of different reasons, but mainly the fact that these American energy companies have an obligation by another administration, and somehow these dimwits who are not in power still control the licensing. Do not the federal, the states of federalism, the, the practice of federalism by our country, what it's based on, do we not have the right to allow these states that are rich in oil, as we know, and natural gas and coal and the rest of it, to allow these companies to go after the, the energy in their soil, or can the federal government then strip them of their licenses to trade and to refine the oil. I, I, I don't understand why the federal government can change its mind every four years and we are just caught in the middle. You know, any any judiciary worth its salt will take one look at the Tenth Amendment and realize that half of what the federal government does today is entirely unconstitutional. And you are absolutely right, Sean. You're hitting the nail on the head with this. Things that are within the states belong to the states. The federal government has no business dictating on a whim and often oscillating, like you said, every four years, what our energy policy is going to be, uh, what what states' rights are going to be from from uh, administration to administration. I mean, this is absolute lunacy. This is no way to govern a country. When I saw um, Mrs. Doubtfire, Janet Yellen, in Ukraine give more money, another $1.2 billion, and you see the stories from around Europe, how uh, U- Ukrainian hierarchy the hierarchy of politicians, their wives are getting caught with $30 million in suitcases in France and the rest of it. Should, if, should, we, should we take the, um, the approach of, look, if you're going to digitalize the dollar, why don't you do it with the foreign policy dollars? 
Should we just hoist them by their own petard? Or, in your opinion, have the American people lost the ability to think, to even care what they do with that? Oh, goodness, Sean. It's so sad, but part of me really does feel like the the lack of critical thinking in this country, which is a complete condemnation of our education system, but the lack of critical thinking in this country has really gotten us to the point where we essentially just are being led around by the nose by all of these different people. I mean, it's so sad, but it really is the truth. You know, as as I listen to AOC, as she promotes this agenda of climate fascism, the Fourth Reich of Nazism. It's not far in the future. We may live through it, you and I, um, where if we don't act accordingly based on our ability to to uh, pollute or whatever the case is, that we can have the money stripped away from us and then have to fight to get it back, kind of like when the IRS seizes your bank account now. I mean, this is where this could go. And after all, wouldn't that solve the the thirst of the people like AOC who do not even like to be questioned about the fraudulent data they've been selling for decades? I mean, isn't it just another way to be a weapon? And in this thin majority of Congress, are they talking about this? You're living in the belly of the beast. Are they aware of this? Or are they more interested in getting on on news and using these hearings for campaign reels? You know, it, it's so sad. There are literally only a handful of people who seem to be even interested in the topic, and everyone else is is blissfully ignorant. I mean, go, going back to Ukraine for a second, I can't believe how many people on both sides of the aisle, regardless of party, have just thrown in entirely oh, uh, with, with Zelensky, for example. I mean, why on earth are we supporting this wacko who's doing these interviews where he's showing journalists uh, his his closet and his extensive wardrobe collection that ostensibly the American taxpayer is paying for. I mean, th- this is just absolute lunacy. These people are so unbelievably disconnected from the common man, and it shows. This is the Kardashians' fault. The whole damn world has taken a hard turn to Loserville since the Kardashians became popular for having a big derriere. None of it makes sense to me, brother. But what does make sense to me is your articles. And that's why I always read them. This one can be found where for my people? Uh, You can find it at foxnews.com. All right, thank you very much. When we trace back the end of Americanism, it's going to go to two things. I'm going to bet you a cigar because that'll be all I have left when they take all my money. I'm going to bet you a cigar on this. It will come to either the Kardashians getting a reality TV show or the death of Patrick Swayze. One of these is the nucleus of American destruction. Do I have some action on it from you? Oh, oh, absolutely. In fact, I might be leaning towards the death of Patrick Swayze. Yes, that's when the whole world fell apart. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on. EJ and Tony, thank you. Thank you, sir. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, Robert in Bloomingdale, should I, should I tee it up for him? Why don't we tee it up? At least I can and today, I'm proud to announce the transfer of an additional amount of over $1.2 billion. That's the first tranche of about $10 billion in direct budget support that the United States will provide in the coming months. 
and somewhere Zelensky and his friends are having a time We're going shopping, boys. Bring your wife and your girlfriend. The Americans are cutting checks. Fracking idiots. Robert in Bloomingdale. Ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. That's what yeah. it sounds like, a slot machine going on with Zelensky over there. No more money for the U, um, for Ukraine. Let them battle out. So I'm sorry, it's a lost cause. We have, I don't care we which have... former Soviet Union work w- w- wins. I really don't care. I don't give a rip. I'm more interested about my country. I'm more That's interested right. in the deaths. And I want the CIA to stop starting wars and maybe finish the one that they've been incentivizing for decades with the Sinaloa and New Generation Cartel, because they've been in on that for decades. Just ask Barry Siegel, Seal's widow. Thank you very much, Robert and Bloomingdale. I totally agree with you. In the meantime, going back to the lovely, not so lovely, the Kim Kardashian of the Congress. In this report, it does seem, uh, well, first I want to acknowledge that um, after a long... Oh, shut up, dimwit. She wants more money for data. More data bought and paid for with our dollars. Exactly how much and what do they do with our money? The National Science Foundation spent $2.5 million to research the effects of daydreaming. I'm not kidding. You're not, you can't make this stuff up. And so what are we going to do? Increase their budget. $29 billion in more money for the National Science Foundation. They ought to be ashamed. They're not ashamed. They're rich. And they're given the kind of phony, bought and paid for science that leads to the kind of calamity we're living through, brother. The National Science Foundation, the king of wasteful spending, spent $100,000 to teach social scientists how to apply for grants. So it's not bad enough that we're just, you know, handing out money like it, you know, grows on trees, but that we got to teach people how to get more of the free money. Yeah, welcome to America. Drew in Naperville has an upsetting news break. Yeah, hey, I can't can't take credit for it because I heard it someplace else, but apparently the head of BlackRock was just visiting the Ukrainian government and can take all of the billions of dollars that we just sent there and turn them into his fund in order to secure all the Ukrainian pensions. Drew, we have been bailing out the corrupt, most corrupt former Soviet Union country in the world for decades. And the most sickening thing about it is prior to the civil war that broke out after the breaking of the Minsk Accord, George Soros needed the bailout because he was an investor in Ukraine. He was taking it on the chin, and I cleaned that way up. I was thinking Kamala Harris. He was taking it on the chin, and in the meantime, <laughs> we came to the rescue with the dimwit in diapers number one. Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to keep. So we've been doing it through the Democrat mafia, bailing out Soros with loan guarantees with your hard-earned money, kid. Sickening. I know. I know. And, and, you know, and this guy at BlackRock is making Soros look like a piker. I like that. Nice job, Drew. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Got an update for you. Big winner of the day. Oh, it was close. But it turns out the Food and Drug Administration voted 7-4 in favor of the vaccine for Pfizer. Pfizer wins again. Yes, they have the first ever RSV vaccine. This is for older Americans and anybody dumb enough to put anything that Pfizer puts into a bottle into your body. 
Turns out that it was close. It was very, very close. But a panel of outside advisors first went to the FDA and told them, listen, this new vaccine, it's going to make us millions. And after all, we know how you get bribed. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know. Turns out Johnson Johnson came in a close second. Then Moderna pulling up the lead or pulling up the the, uh, the front runners. And then there's Merck. Merck sucks. You drive by, they just throw it at you. They call it a vaccine, and your insurance company pays hundreds of dollars for something that'll probably kill you. This is all brought to you in conjunction with the Chinese Communist Party, and they have finally commented. Reminder today was directed towards Elon Musk. Uh, the Tesla founder had been uh, retweeting posts uh, promoting the uh, theory that coronavirus originated from a Wuhan lab. Well, the issue is very sensitive here in China. And so the Communist Party paper, The Global Times, warned on its social media site uh, that he could be breaking the pot of China. Uh, this is a Chinese saying that's similar well, to... We don't care about your Chinese saying and your... Manchu. We don't care about any of it. See, I've taken a lot of martial arts, and they're taught to me by Asian fellows for all my life, and they're very tough if you let them be. But until you pick them up and throw them against the wall, I really don't care what the Chinese Communist Party has to say about Jack. Shut your mouth and admit what you did. Worked in conjunction with the corrupt mafia, led by pickle-faced Fauci and the rest of the Democrats, to create the most successful bioweapon released on man. And now, if you think you can disappear Elon Musk, you can only do that with your own billionaires, not ours. Shut your mouth, G.J. Ping, you corrupt bastard, and take a walk with Joe Biden. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. Is that when you told him your porno story? Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you'll learn in medical school. Oh, you and G.J. Ping sitting at the foothills of the Himalayas? You in your diaper, him with his chopsticks out? Cutting you another check? Traveling with them. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. Did you get to the end of the story of the penthouse forum, the worst penthouse forum in, in history? It's cool. <laughs> she'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper and she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow. Yeah, yeah. Cost you 500 way back in the 60s. Greg, Lake Geneva. Hey, son, kiddos. Um, oh, thank you, bro. Your interview with EJ Antonio, and I, I love the guy. I know you do, too, but yeah. he got me hooked on him. The whole idea about the digital currency, and sure, when Bitcoin first came out, as soon as it starts getting prominent, uh, the government's going to say, no, we can't have this because, A, we don't have control, like you said, and um, how do we get control? Well, the minimum goal is control. Now, I knew this was going to happen a long, long time ago, that they're going to go to a digital a digital way of tracking us. Huh. And, you know, after the last three years, we have, well, COVID IDs, you know, VAX passports. Uh, and all they're going to do is sell it like, well, this this is all for our own good. Just um, my, of course, all fascism. Yeah, all fascism yeah, is for your own good. Just take a look at Canada, what happened with the truckers. Now times that by 340 million Americans. Sure. 
Now, here's the only question I have for you, Greg. I hear that what's going to be on the new cyber currency will be a profile of Chucky the Schmuck Schumer, and on the back of it will be Jenny Ellen's big ass, and it will be called the Buffalo Head Penny. What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking little hurl, man. Yeah, no. We, uh, maybe maybe we should do like a like an homage to the indigenous people and put Elizabeth Warren with her Chuck Connors high cheekbones. Oh. I think either way we win, Greg. Keep an eye on the positive side. Bob in Oak Lawn. Yeah, two things. Well, actually, three things. Tom. There was a leader of us uh, in China, one of the protesters, old protesters, but he was locked out of his bank account. All of his money was taken away. Yeah, that's the good-looking guy who's their version of Bezos. That's the guy who looks like everybody else's old nightmare. Yes, he was locked out, beaten, put into like a rethink camp. He came out. He's much better now. He completely agrees with G.J. Yeah. 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 And also, how come if Lori Lightfoot could beat Paul Ballas, how come she not beat Paul Ballas? I don't know, but I have a sneaky suspicion that Lori Lightfoot and her big Schwansteiger will be on the road tomorrow. Uh, it's good news for us. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to replace him with either a socialist or a liar who pretends to be on your team. In either case, Bob, Chicagoans, Illinoisans are victims of the Democrat mafia, and hopefully they'll wake up sooner rather than later. What was the third thing? Third thing is, how come all the police, all the stories always say that five people were shot, but nobody's ever in custody? Well, because if they arrest them, then the police go to jail. That's Chicago. You know how it works. Like every other big city where the perpetrators have the protection of government, and the victims, they can whistle Dixie. Well, these five suspects are charged with murder after a man from the Woodlands was shot dead while staying at an Airbnb in Brazoria County. Investigators call it an elaborate robbery setup. KPRC2's Bryce Newberry spoke with the victim's family and investigators. He has the update from Freeport tonight. The cartels that are taking over everything are now sending out girls to go home with young kids. Then they follow the girls home. They rob and murder the people. It's called the Sinaloa Prospectus. Oh, it's just part of their business plan. And then they have the old fallback, fentanyl. But 100,000 die every year and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. See, but Rebecca Kessling doesn't matter because she's an American. The $100 billion is going to the Ukrainian Nazis. The CIA is focusing on what's happening in foreign policy rather than helping the American people save their kids. 100000 plus every year. The fentanyl. Janet Yellen and the Democrat mafia want to make it easier for the cartels. I will tell you the lines of communication were severed as it, when this administration took over. We have zero communication with the federal side, which is disappointing. Something we lost when this administration came in. I guess the good news is when Xi Jinping finally gets his way and his political asset, Joe Biden, and so many congressmen and senators finally prove themselves to be the traitors to this country they are, and China takes over, I I think they're going to get rid of the drugs because China doesn't have a drug problem. They just kill the drug dealers the way we used to. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. To the top left, Chicago. Where the sun shines brightly. Squirrel, any update? They call it yet? This is going to be like 
Is it going to be like the Pritzker victory? 3.6 minutes. And the winner is the one who was supported by the Cook County Prisoners. It's so sickening, so disgusting. But let's have a little good news. There uh, turns out to be, as the Arizona Sheriff, Martin Lamb, was testifying before Congress and proving what we all know, the Biden administration is sabotaging the American tranquility and the American economy, the American way of life. There was some headwinds that uh, at least we combated. Arizona and federal authorities are reporting a major drug bust that took three years to pull off. They seized an estimated four and a half million fentanyl pills and 3,000 pounds of methamphetamine, along with large amounts of heroin and cocaine. The street value of the drugs, $13 million. Notice how when uh, they give you the news, they say million. But when they give billions away to the Nazis, that's supposedly something we're not supposed to focus on. And if you focus too much, don't worry. We'll distract everybody, especially the kids. How do you make this fair, though? Because there, I believe um, the concern might be that there will be future legal challenges. Um, and, that the, and, you know, there are many things to consider when you forgive some loan debt, but not other loan debt. And Only then you the have Democrats. people who have paid off the debt. All right. You know, as the president said, we believe it's fair. It's based on the pandemic. Uh, we know that after national emergencies, uh, when loan payments are paused, when it's time to restart the loans, there's a, up to 20 times the amount of defaults that you would normally have. Uh, we want to prevent this. This is why we pr- proposed uh, targeted. I know how you could prevent it. Cardona, you Marxist pig. I know how you could prevent it. Bring back debtor's prison. Ooh, you'll straighten things out right away. Because now you can... You're virtuous when you don't pay your obligations, when you ignore promises you make. You're virtuous when you join part of the welfare army. Turning now to a pandemic-era food benefit set to expire this week, likely to have a huge impact on millions of American families, some experiencing a drop of hundreds of dollars a month for their groceries. ABC's Alexis Christophers has more. Listen for the number. Nearly 30 million Americans across the country now are for a significant cut in their monthly food stamp benefits. In just days, the federal government ending pandemic-era payments for low-income families on the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. The expiration date set for March 1st. For the average recipient, it means about $95 less a month for groceries. For others, much more. Like the Hardy family of four in Marshfield, Wisconsin, whose benefits will shrink from $950 to $200 a month. $950. $950. The average family of four on groceries spends $600. But the welfare people, $950. Maybe that explains why the biggest problem among our poor on welfare is obesity. And what are they're going to cry me a river? You're going to cry me a river? Cry me a river. Struggle. We're going to have to end up going back to cheaper, you know, noodles, processed stuff, because the meat, the dairy, fruits and veggies, it's expensive. You could do something else, Tubby. You could get your fat ass out of the house and get a job. You could do that. Of course, I understand the feudalism of taxation among people who are not bribing, bribing the Democrat mafia. However... You could do that because as she talks, she looks like she works out with Mrs. Pritzker. And you look like a couple of manatees to me. Teen states have already ended the temporary boost to SNAP benefits. It comes as inflation continues. Oh, you're going to have to pay for your groceries like everybody else. Damn it! The injustice! 
How can we fix it? Vote for a dimwit in diapers. And he could tell you all kinds of creepy stories. In two years, I reduced the debt $1.7 billion. Yes, and if you're dumb enough to believe that, probably too stupid to figure out that you're fat and on welfare. I'll be back in 21 hours. Bigger than yours and the Italians, I have the biggest blank in Chicago. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.